is it kind of meta to be talking podcasts on a podcast? No, actually, it's just perfect. This is exactly what we need to be talking about. Podcasts are still booming. They are not going away. And it is such a valuable tool for you to be marketing your business. And that's what we're going to be diving deeper in on today's episode. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Copilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. Hey, Matthew, thank you so much for being on today's show. I'm excited to get to chat with you about podcasting, but I got to know, who the heck are you? Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited for our conversation today. And yes, it might be a little meta to discuss podcasting on a podcast, but I'm here for it. My name is Matthew Milstein. I am the founder of Old Soul. Old Soul is a marketing agency that specializes in podcast production. We create podcast machines for clients, for B2B, for coaches, uh, and B2C. And we live, breathe, and eat a little of everything podcasting. Yeah, it's great. I agree. And I love the name. Where did the name come from? Thank you. So I, I've i been called an old soul pretty much my entire life. And I think as any entrepreneur can relate, when you're thinking of a business name, it can be a little painful. And old soul is the only thing that kept coming to my mind. So here we go. It's a good, it's a good name. I love it. I think it's really, uh, it sticks out for sure. Thank you. So what made you get into marketing and specifically podcasts? Where, I mean, how'd you, how'd you get here? Great question. So I actually started out uh, when I went to college as a music major. I'm a, I'm a drummer, a percussionist. I moved to Nashville, Tennessee for school. And I was doing that for a little bit. And then about like maybe seven months before COVID hit, I changed my major to communications. And I changed the communications and not business because I graduate on time. That was literally like the only qualifier. Was it going to take longer to graduate? And I, I got linked up with one of my new professors in the comm school, uh, who's a corporate trainer and developer. And I did an internship. And then through there, I started learning, oh, I kind of like this design stuff, which, you know, as a musician, you're a creative person. So the two, the two go well together. and. I, I have a background. I, I started a nonprofit when, when I was eight. So I've always had a love of business. And eventually I was referred from that teacher to a coach actually in Nashville that had a podcast or was starting one and needed a, uh, a producer. So then that got me into the world of podcasting. And I realized, oh, I'm actually kind of good at this thing. And I started being referred to other people and built this podcast machine. Uh, I love that, but I got to stop you. Sure. It, you started a nonprofit at eight. I yeah. need to hear about this. 
Yes. So the nonprofit was called Cards of Joy. And when I was eight years old, I remember in school, we were learning about entrepreneurship. There's a book we were reading. And I think the example was a little girl made greeting cards and, and sold them to neighbors and the proceeds went to buy a bike. From a young age, I learned about I learned that the world isn't a fair place and that there were kids my age that didn't have the same opportunities I had. And I really learned that when I was around four, my parents started teaching me about that. And the comparison was, you know, Matt, there, there's kids your age that you might be friends with, but you'll never meet them because they're not, you know, in the United States, they don't have the same toys you have. And I started learning about poverty from that frame. And it, it just, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was unfair. You can't choose where you're born. So fast forward to third grade. I learned about this. At that point in life, I liked to draw a little bit, no more. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll make reading cards. So, so we did. Um, I sold them my parents' hair salon. We got a couple card racks throughout the years, ran it for about eight years, and we raised close to $30,000. Um, and yeah, it, it, was, it was a ride. Wow. That's just amazing. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I, it's funny because on my, my Facebook timeline, you know, the flashback, the, um, mm. it, it tells me about eight years ago, I asked a question to my entrepreneurial and to, to everybody, you know, did you get started in business because you had an entrepreneurial family? Were you mm. raised by non-entrepreneurs? Um, you know, where do you think your, you know, your kind of results of how you make an income came from? And it sounds like from a very young age, not only did you have those entrepreneurial roots, but you had that passion for creating something that was bigger than yourself. Absolutely. And I was really fortunate, like the idea, oh, well, I'm just going to start a business. I'm going to start a nonprofit. I'm going to start selling cards. That really came about because my parents are entrepreneurs. And I think that if my parents were not, then I probably wouldn't even have the thought, but I grew up with, you know, let's come up with creative, uh, let's be creative in our, in our problem solving. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And certainly sets the tone for what you do today. So let's talk about podcasting a little bit. Do you think that there's still a place for business owners to create podcasts? A thousand percent. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a podcast producer, but podcasting is the new radio. We've seen a rise in podcasts since COVID, but the trend was already upward pre-COVID. So totally, totally believe that it's still viable. And you know, I'm going to almost play a little bit of devil's advocate here, you know, with so many podcasts out there, are people actually still taking the time to listen? That's a good question. Now, the data shows, yes, people are still taking the time. I will say not every podcast has the same goal and listenership is not the goal of every podcast. I've built several of the the goal is actually for it to be lead generating. So for that host, they don't care if they're getting a thousand listens, if they're getting five listens, it's more about, are they inviting prospective clients onto the show? And then are those prospective clients converting? So yes, people are are listening, but not every show requires people to listen. Well, that's an interesting kind of 
maybe shift uh, a little bit this idea of, hey, if I get five listens, I don't care. It's really more right. about generating leads. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. So the model is, it, it's different depending on the company, but if, have you ever done cold calling before or cold emails? Thankfully, no. <laughs> Thankfully, no. Yes. But you could imagine no one really enjoys cold calling. No one wants to get on the phone with someone, have them, you know, cuss them out, hang up, anything like that. So inviting someone to be on your podcast, well, that is way less scary. And from what we've found at, at Old Soul, when we reach out to potential guests, we, I'm trying to think. So we've done over probably 200, 250 episodes. I don't think we've ever had someone say no. Because everyone wants to be on the podcast. Everyone wants to, you know, share their expertise and it's, it's a fun experience. And with that, for businesses, you can invite the people you want to do business with onto the show. And during the conversation, if you're guiding it in the right way, you're going to figure out, is this someone that has a need that, you know, I or my business can, can solve uh, the problems that they're facing? And that's, so that's the model of it. Yeah. So it's not necessarily, uh, you know, like the model of, of coaches co-pilot is to go out there and educate my potential audience on, you know, tools and things that they can do to build and grow their business. Uh, but then also on how they can work with somebody like virtual A team to help yeah. them to build and grow their business. So that's kind of more of a, uh, a, a lead generator from, mm -hmm grand scale rather yeah. than kind of focusing in on the nitty gritty and saying, no, I'm going to have one-on-one -on -one conversations yeah. with ideal clients. Yeah. And, and with the podcasting, it definitely accomplishes both. So when you get into inbound versus outbound leads, your inbound leads, people coming to you to do business with you, 10 to 1, they heard a podcast episode or they downloaded the free PDF because they found it valuable. And that it's really great when that happens in tandem with the outbound. Hey, will you, would you like to join my show as a guest for me to interview you? And that is the beauty of podcasting is you can do both without it feeling forced. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because there certainly are people who want to be on my podcast that aren't a great fit for uh -huh. the category that we're you know, the topics that we want to focus on, but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't be a great fit for the business. You know, Absolutely. we could certainly serve them yeah. just not as podcast guests. So, you know, there's definitely that, uh, that interesting kind of transition there and thought processes. And I think that's, I've only heard this talked about one other time before to do a podcast that's geared more towards having those conversations with prospects. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the one that, that kind of more people are familiar with, which is more similar to what I'm doing and promoting a podcast that's, that's more wide reaching and I don't want to say edge it's, it's partly educational. It's partly lead generation. Mm -hmm. Um, is that more common out there right now? Oh yeah. A thousand percent. When, when I'm doing my cold outreach to prospective clients, explaining the model it sounds like it's, you know, from a, from a different country or a different language. They have no idea what I'm talking about um, because the model is, you know, Joe Rogan provide, well, for example, most podcasts provide value, 
and you can get the, the email signups and whatnot, and you can gain inbound leads. Yeah. And I actually see that there might be an opportunity for both types within the same business. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, for, for several businesses, I've created multiple podcasts. If you're, if you're a firm that has several partners, well, instead of being like a nameless, faceless company on LinkedIn, where you're just like posting the, the random blog post links and that's it. And no one actually sees who you are. Podcasting gives them the opportunity to get in front of a camera, potentially that's video on, or for their audience to hear their voice. And you can have, if you have different offerings, each of those key players have their own show and it shows the, uh, their industry and the audience, how knowledgeable they are. Mm. Yeah. And I can see because a lot of our listeners out there are solopreneurs uh, okay. or they have a very small team. I could actually see the potential here that, you know, they're saying to themselves, I don't have time for one more thing. I don't have time to do all this podcast stuff. Right. And now, you know, agencies like yours can certainly help them with much of the logistics. But honestly, I almost see an opportunity here where they can have a podcast for their business without them being involved at all on oh, a absolutely. level. Yeah. So you could even have somebody else hosting your podcast yep. on your behalf. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. How would that work? So before you create the show, you have to figure out really the purpose. Is it to generate potential leads? Are you more curious about you know, brand awareness and campaigns associated with that. And what is your dedication level? So if you're, if you're wanting to hire a host, there's plenty of resources out there. One that comes to mind is, is called Podmatch. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. familiar with it. Yep. yep. Yeah. We have um, an agency account on there. So. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, you, you can find people easily. You can also look internally in your organization and see, okay, well, is there someone that is a rising star that, you know, might be good on camera? Or if you're a solopreneur, you know, go to LinkedIn, look at the people you're connected with, look at who are the industry leaders in your industry. And maybe your business sponsors a show, but you pull one of them to be the talent, to be the host. Mm. Yeah, those are great ideas. And I, you know, I definitely think that gets some of us thinking outside that box of saying, oh my sure. gosh, I just don't have the time to even yeah. be in front of the mic, um, yeah. you know, or I don't like the sound of my voice. So I don't oh, want to yeah. be on the mic, you know, those kind of things. So what would be the first step? I mean, you talked a little bit about uh, kind of deciding what's your goals. Mm -hmm. um, what's maybe the next step uh, to getting started with the podcast? Yeah. So after you understand what the goal is, what the whole point is, you need to figure out the type of show you want. Is this going to be an interview-based show like what we're doing right now where you invite guests on? Uh, is it going to be a solo show? Is it going to be fictional? You know, Is it going to be like a true crime show? You figure out the type and then the type will lend to, okay, so what the heck am I going to talk about? Or is my host going to talk about? And I think what people should do is write down the things you feel most comfortable discussing or the things that interest you the most that maybe you would feel you, you don't have, you know, tons of expertise in that area, but you have enough knowledge that you can ask the questions to the experts, let's say. So mm. I figure out your show type and then figure out, all right, what's our conversation going to be centered around? 
Yeah. Great information. And I know, you know, Matthew, we've talked about before we hit record that there's a ton more that goes into podcasting. And I think I would absolutely love to have you back on maybe next time we can have a conversation around marketing your oh, podcast, yeah. because that's, that's a whole nother ball game mm-hmm. is, you know, once you get it up and running and there's plenty of resources for teaching us how to get things up and running, but marketing is a whole different, uh, you know, ball of wax. So let's have you back on. But before we talk about that, I've got my, you know, in-flight snacks and we're going to talk about some of these laser quick questions. Let's do it. All right. First one, how do you define success? By the number of people I can help. Mm, Good answer. What was or will be the first thing that you outsource in your business? Cold outreach. Ooh, okay. Um, If you could take a four-week vacation, where would you go or what would you do? I would go to Santorini in Greece. Ah, nice. Uh Haven't been to Greece yet. Looking forward to that one. It's beautiful. Uh, Where is one place that the listeners can connect to you to learn more about who you are and what you offer? Absolutely. So I would check out our website. It's aoldsoul.com. We have a couple of freebies up there as well, but you can, look, you can learn a little bit more about who I am and what Old Soul is and what we do. Good, good. I love it. Now, this one's always a fun one, and we'll just wrap the show with this. If somebody wants to seek you out on social media, Matthew, not Old Soul, what are they going to learn about you that's different <laughs> from your business? That's a very good question. You're going to learn that I definitely have a uh, a fun side of me that you might not see in the business Zoom calls, seeing a little bit more personality, a little bit more relaxed, and you might see me playing the drums as well. Ah, good, good. All right. So for all of you listeners out there, tune in. We have all of that information in the show notes where you can connect with Matthew and maybe check out one of his drum solos. You never know. Um, All good stuff and get more details on his old soul marketing agency. So you can get started in your podcast, but we're definitely going to have him back on for another episode. So we can talk more about marketing your podcast once you have it up and off the ground and running, because we don't want to stop at that 25 episodes. We want to keep it going. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Matthew, for being on this episode. And we will catch you all next week on another awesome flight of coaches co-pilot. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.